All right. MotoGP. I already said everything we need to say about this weekend. Do you disagree? Uh, Yeah. No, we're good. Joe Roberts. <laughs> Joe Roberts. Congrats, bro. We're out of here. The rest of you losers. Who cares? You're not from the USA. Okay, so let's get a couple things out of the way first. Did I watch it until they played the entire national anthem? Yes, I did. Did I stand up and clap in my living room while that was happening? Yes, I did. So I just want to get that out of the way. Like, I don't want it to come up later where I say it and you're shocked. Yes, that happened. I I did one of those two things, so... <laughs> right, well... I was just so excited, but you know, congrats to Joe Roberts. But I let's 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 talk about let's start with Moto three and give them their due, uh, and then and we'll get to the great race in Moto two, which had a lot of drama, honestly. But the race that Sergio Garcia ran in Moto three was phenomenal. Uh, he wins the race. Jamma Masia finished second. Ayuma Sasaki finishes third. Uh, Dennis Anchu finishes fourth. And Izan Guevara finishes fifth. Tell me what you thought about Sergio Garcia's race. Um, I thought Sergio Garcia's race was phenomenal. Um, very managed very well. I was a little bit. Um, it was you know it's it. I'm an I'm an Ayuma Sasaki fan. You know I'm waiting for Ayuma Sasaki to get that race win. Um, so I was really hoping that was going to happen. You know because he did look fast. Um, but the same thing with Dennis on Chu. I, I really wanted Dennis on Chu. I thought he was fading, you know, obviously there towards uh, mid race and I thought, Oh, he's done. But then he was right there at the end of the race. So all these guys in the top four, just, they were on a different level. Uh, you know, this, this weekend really, I mean, Sergio Garcia, like you said, um, just, just a great, great race. Um, as far as him entering park Ferme, though, um, We've got to practice that a little bit, I think. <laughs> you saw that, right? Mm-hmm. So act like you've been it. here before, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, well, I don't know. I've never won a race over there, so I don't know what it's like. But I, 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 I did see the same thing. I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> but, but you know, young kid. Wins a race. He's excited. He did run a masterful race. Um, I w that was that was really good racing. The last five laps of that race. How about the drive um, he was getting out of the last corner too? Unbelievable. So unbelievable. fast out of the last. Unbelievable. corner. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I thought, I, I when I saw that, I kind of pegged him when they were swapping and changing there the last few laps. I was like, I still think Sergio is just going to put himself in a position to yeah. outdrag everybody if 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 he needs to and. Uh, he didn't have to like come from behind, but he he did a great job. Um, yeah, Jamma Massey really had a great race too, though. He, I, I he mean, did, he did. I, I think this is this frustrates me about Massia. Why isn't this every week? But he has done it more often in terms of percentages of the races this year. He's starting to be a little more consistent. He he tends to sometimes blow the start. I feel like, um, but. This this particular race, everything he did was okay, was good. I think he was thinking on the bike. I think he was calm. Um, but And I really think he thought, if I can just get ahead with two laps to go, I can get him. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, Sergio Garcia wasn't going to have it. So he didn't win. 
but he is putting it on the podium. And that, honestly, that is what we need him to do week in and week out. Yeah, his race, John Massey's race was very um, Dennis Foggia-esque. You know, didn't have a great, great starting grid uh, position. Uh, and, you know, was back, I think it was somewhere inside the top 10, maybe just outside the top 10. But gradually worked his way forward as the race went on. You know, and that's what you have to do. You can't win it in turn one. You know, we talk about it all the time. But but he paced himself. He knew where he needed to be. And like you're saying, you know, he, he did what he needed to do when he needed to do it. And and put the bike in a position where he could have been successful. And in a second place with in less than a tenth behind the winner, that's that that's a really good finish. You can't, you know, I mean, that's we're talking about right. over yeah. the course of 21 laps. You're engineering a race down to that close of a finish. That's a good day. It's a really, and you're bringing home 20 points for the championship. It's a good day, right? So, I mean, and and let's let's talk about a Yuma Sasaki in the same vein. Good race, held it together, was there at the end. It just didn't work out this time. But if you keep putting yourself in that position, that race win's going to come, right? Right? Like that's yep. that's how that's going to work out. So, you know, I I have I have nothing but praise for all three of those guys. They all did a great job. Um, but you know, I honestly, Sergio Garcia is just impressing me when he stays on the bike. Um, he, he really is a phenomenal talent on the motorcycle and hopefully he can get rid of those mental lapses that he tends to have, um, more often than he should. Now, right now he's leading the championship over Fagia by one point. And that is because Fagia finished eighth. I don't know what's go- what was going on with the Honda bikes. Either KTM has figured out a way to get more speed or the Honda bikes aren't getting it right because they're no longer the fastest bike, you know what I mean, in a straight line. They're not right, right. they're not just blowing by people. What do you think that is? Um, I mean, we well, I mean, there are how many different versions of the KTM, you know, it's more or less the Moto 3 Ducati, right? It's the Moto 3 Ducati. Um, but no, I, I do think that uh, there's some more R&D possibly that's going into the bike. I mean, they're, they're not allowed to develop the bike too much, though. I mean, in any part that comes out for one manufacturer, I think they has to make it a similar available part, um, like the wheel covers, you know, that both the Honda and the, the KTMs both have them now. Um, so I think they get, it's fairly standardized. But no, I think that... Uh, um, you know, maybe we're seeing something with the, uh, with gearing, maybe, um, there's something about those bikes though. Like you say, they're, they're, they're able to squeeze just a little bit more out of them. Um, and it, you know, I'm looking at top speeds, KTMs. Yeah. You're saying 151 out, out of all those top, uh, uh, top five guys. And then the first Honda is 150.7. So what how much of that is going to be bike how much of that's going to be the slipstream well, how much of that's going to be speed. the right you know the rider's size though too you know yeah, yeah i mean yeah but that's average speed but i i think i, don't, I just don't know I, I think it was a strange weekend for me but i also know that it was one of those weekends where they had no idea they didn't have a lot of dry track time so maybe dennis didn't get the setup exactly like he liked it and you maybe know, that's it. Maybe the KTM is just a better out of the box bike, you know, right. all around that has a really good general yeah. package, but the Honda requires a little bit more massaging to get it where it needs to be. And that's the way I feel about a lot of those bikes. And these weekends, I feel like that's why Alesha is able to put the Apriya on the podium. We'll talk about that. But 
I think you that, that you might be onto something there. Maybe the Honda needs a little bit more setup time than the KTM just out of the box, you know, rolling it off the truck. Um, but Fagia for a long time was out of the points, and I was like, I want I don't understand what's going yeah. on here. Mm-hmm. But then he got busy, he got comfortable. So there was something going on with the bike that he wasn't real comfortable with. Um, and he salvaged an eighth place, which again is much lower than he should have finished, but it could have been a lot worse. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he could have gotten zero points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for him, you know, you know, uh, look at the data, figure it out, move on. Let's, let's go to the next one because it's coming up quick. But uh, did you have any more stories in Moto3 you wanted to talk about? No, no, I'm good with that. We can move straight over to Moto2 now because there's uh, quite a bit to talk about there. Oh, there's – no, there's only one thing to talk about. <laughs> USA, USA. Oh, well, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, Joe Roberts puts it on the top step of the box in in the Moto2 race um, – unbelievable just just unbelievable um so you know and i don't know why they are listing joe roberts as second place it's in race one you'll have to look at the they have part one oh i gotta go to race two okay sorry about that because yeah because that's a unicorn you're never going to see against jake dixon at first right wow 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 now what happened to jake dixon when they restarted (laughs) <laughs> yeah take that uk um but let's talk about why they had to restart the race so cam Bobier and aaron Kinnett look great amazing i look, i really um, felt like this was cam Bobier's race to be honest with you i i really felt like he, he had the confidence like the portimao so i, I was yep. all about cam Bobier, really really kind of biding his time for a little bit um and really attacking Kinnett towards the end of the race, but we didn't get that, unfortunately. No, we didn't, because what we had was uh, evidently a really pretty heavy rain on that one part of the circuit. Turn two. (laughs) Yeah, and those boys went in there full gas, and, of course, the slicks weren't going to hold up. Uh, Kinnett goes down, Bobier goes down, uh, who else was, went down? Sam Lowe's, uh, well, Ayagura, okay, there we uh, Fernandez, go. The, yeah, I was going to try and read them. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was bad. 11 riders total, I believe. Mm-hmm. So now, wait a minute. Was it 11? Was it just six? No, it was a lot. Okay, so it looks like 11. Um, but we know that when they red flag a race, if they're not going to end the race, that you only have five minutes to go back to um, Park Ferme. The pit. Or yeah. the pit. You, you yeah. Have, yeah. Um, I take a little issue with that here. Because these guys didn't make mistakes. Uh, yeah, it was an environmental come in and, issue. Yeah. It was an environmental issue. And the top six running guys... All crashed. Um, some of them, the bikes weren't going to be repaired anyway, If even if they could have gotten back. But I feel like that five-minute rule shouldn't apply when sudden and unexpected conditions occur on track because 
the first people to hit it have no warning. And that just means that the guy in 15th place is three corners back, and he sees the red and yellow flags waving like crap. So he comes off pace. Yeah. He slows down. And so, yeah, he didn't crash. So, so I yeah. Credit so to Joe. Credit to Jake Dixon and Joe Roberts in this this scenario because both of those guys did come through. And I don't know if you saw Joe Roberts or not. Joe Roberts just about lost the bike. Um, mm-hmm. His rear end shot out and it popped him up out of the seat, and he just about lost it. Jake Dixon seemed like he got through it fairly smoothly, actually. Um, but uh, but no, to what you're saying, um, this rule it needs to have some sort of an exception built in place because even, um, I mean, Augusto Fernandez, he wasn't, he didn't waste time. He pushed the bike across. It was pushing that bike uphill, trying to get it back to the pit. And I think he actually made it back. But then, then the stipulation of the rule was without cutting anywhere on the track. So, you know, he cut through the pit up the hill and, and, you know, didn't push the bike all the way around the track, but pushed it back, you know, by taking a shortcut. Um, but I mean, to me, Hey, that's a for effort. This guy had just, you know, gone how many after after so many yeah. laps, you know, of, of hustling a bike around Portimao, still has the wherewithal to crash, get back up, and then push the bike back to the grid as fast as he can so he can get back out. Let the right. guy race. I I I just felt like and, and uh, Pedro Acosta did go back the proper way, but he made it back in six minutes. <laughs> so. I get really frustrated when people say, "Well, that's racing." No, it is not. No, it is not. Those that yeah, that's the politics in racing. That's the, that's the politics. That's not racing. Racing is you tried to push too hard to pass a guy and you lost a front and you took him out or you just crashed yourself. That's mm-hmm. it's just racing. It's not just racing when you put and that was a dangerous situation. So as many corner workers as they have, you can't tell me they didn't know the rain was coming down harder over there because the radios were working. Right. Right. And they they I, they did put the flag out to say that it was rain falling, but it was obviously much worse there than anywhere else. Yeah, and Cameron Bobier, um, you know, he talked to Simon Crafar during the uh, second part of the race, and, and and Cameron Bobier's voice, you could tell that he was almost shooken up from it. You know, it was a it was a pretty scary incident. I think Ayagura actually had a bike hurled towards him that he jumped oh, over, yeah, he had jumped to, dodge. to the side, he had to yeah, dodge it, it, um, yeah. Um, and a bike caught fire. Yeah, I saw a I bike mean, explode. I thought that was that Simone Corsi bike that, that ran into someone else's that it just exploded into a ball of flames. But um, no, it was a it was a very, very sticky situation that really ended in the best way possible as far as rider health goes because um, everyone seemed to walk away from yep. it. And, yep. and, you know, kudos to uh, Tony Arbolino for commandeering that scooter and then picking up Sam Lowe's and, and hustling those guys back to the pit box. Um, that's yep. a teammate, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, I think Sam Lowe's had a pretty serious injury on his forearm. Yeah, he didn't look uh, he didn't look happy. You know, it looked like it, he was in a lot of pain. It looked like it was hurting a lot. So, But I, I just I, – I wish – I wish that we could – I know that we we whine about uh, the lack of consistency uh, with their punishments, but I I think in these situations when it's it's something like this, it's like the race. Remember the race in France where all the Moto Three guys crashed because somebody was yeah. putting oil down on the track. Yeah, you know I I just feel like that's not their fault. Why why do they you know? If they can get the bike fixed, let them race. It's yeah, not their fault if the you oil's have on track. The, especially if you have closed pit lane and you plan on reopening it again at a exactly. certain time. 
I absolutely yeah. think that at that point, time should stop for that rule to come back. Well, I wanted to do it from now on because, you know, we won the race because of that. And I say we because he was carrying the entire country on his shoulders so. because I was yelling at the television when he got four seconds a lap ahead or four seconds ahead. And I was like, Joe, do not mess this up. And I wasn't saying mess it up. I was like, do not mess this up. Do not mess this up. And I was like, I can't even watch. And then I have my eye, side eye looking at it. I was like, come on, Joe, you can do, I mean, I was yelling the entire last two laps. So prior to the crash, you know, um, my wife had seen a spoiler on her Google news feed and I, and like she's, you know, I walked in the kitchen, I think for a second and she's like, you're not going to believe it wins. And I looked at her and, and you know, I, I said, who? And she's like, you're not going to guess. And I just looked at her and said, Joe Roberts. And then she just kind of <laughs> looked at me and grinned. And I said, how? And I went back and we started watching the race. And the, yeah. the further the race went along, before the red flag, I told her, I said, this makes no sense to me. And I said, what happens? I said, everyone <laughs> in front of him has to crash. And then he ends up winning the race. And lo and behold, that's exactly what everyone happened. Everyone in front of him crashed. Everyone in front of him crashed. You know, I, 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 it was just kismet. It was his day. It was just... His luck was on his side that day. Um, and you saw the weight of the world get lifted off of his shoulders, I think, in his yeah. post-race interview. Yeah. You really did. You know, and he I think he'd been feeling that pressure. I mean, folks like us give him that pressure week in and week out. Whenever we don't see results, you know, we throw him under the bow bus. Or at least I do, and you're a little bit nicer about it. But um, I, I really am glad that this happened for Joe Roberts, and I really, you know, would extend congratulations to him and, and thank him for what he's done, you know, absolutely. And, and, and thanks for being there. Yeah. Thanks for absolutely. racing in the 100%. toughest paddock in the world, because he could go somewhere else and probably win a lot of races or, or at least be on the podium a lot more, but he's, he's toughing it out. So you got to give the guy credit for that. Um, but this was a big thing. And like I said, this is the first time an American's been on the top step of the box in 11 years on any of the classifications. And the first intermediate win since 1990. That's crazy. John, because in 32 years. It's good math. That's, yeah. No, I'm very good at math. <laughs> um, but I, I was just happy to see it happen. But there's a guy that benefited tremendously from this restart. Celestino Vietti, who was nowhere... And then he got 20 points. So I, <laughs> he was nowhere. Yep. And then he he was there. <laughs> so I mean, what a what a stroke of luck for both Joe Roberts, because Joe Roberts was not winning that race if that didn't happen. But he won the race, so you take nothing from him. He on that sprint. There was seven laps. He took off like a rocket, and oh, they yeah. couldn't catch him. Yep. And Jake Dixon tried. And where did Jake Dixon end up? The old gravel trail. <laughs> so, I mean, Joe, I, the fact that the way that Joe took off, and I, my eyes immediately lit up. I was like, oh. So I don't know if maybe he figured out, hey, let's try this kind of setup because of this was happening in the race, and they did it, and it was perfect, or if he was just like, you know what, screw it. 
Well, he's I'm a wet weather it. rider, right? So, I mean, maybe he had a little bit more confidence. And all those other guys, they, they saw what happened going into turn one, and, you know, they were trying to tiptoe through it. And Joe actually almost lost the bike, so he knew where that limit was, possibly. I mean, we just don't know, you know, but um, I don't know. Maybe all you're know, right, too, though. Maybe they, there was a setup that, that they tried, and they knew what was going to work. Right. Well, whatever it was, I'm thankful. And let's do it again. You, Joe let's do it this let's weekend. Do it. And, and let's do and it again. Let's go you and Bobier on those podium steps this next weekend. And can I just say that this bad luck following the American racing team can go away, yeah, please? Yeah, yeah. We'll keep please? the Disney Channel. Yes, can stop. Yeah. Oh, I mean, are you kidding me? You if know, it isn't one thing, it's another. It is a joke. So we had but another. Now, there, there's another positive here, though, is that Sean Dillon Kelly also got his first points in the championship. Well, he did, and Sean Dillon Kelly, you know, finishing 13th was great. I mean, he definitely had the benefit of all the flags for many corners on the first race because <laughs> my man was back there a minute. I'm just saying, he was back there a minute, <laughs> but but he did finish with some points. All credit. Um, but Chelsea Navietti's luck on this with the the um, the picking up of twenty points when it looked like he would be lucky to get five points. Yeah, I, that it was huge for the championship. Because, oh yeah, thirty four point lead now over Ayagura. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah, because you know Agura crashes, Arbolino crashes, Canet crashes, Chantra crashes. Uh, you know, Cam Bobier unfortunately has been at the front of this and he hasn't scored many points because, you know, he's got two DNFs now. Um, but I, I, I just, I just thought to myself, my goodness, man, that's clean living. <laughs> that's clean yeah. living Yeah, that you couldn't have gotten luckier. Uh, that was, that's like winning the lottery. Okay. I'm running seventeenth. What has to happen here is eleven guys have to crash, and then I'm going to figure out something on the setup, and I'll be able to get on the podium. Done. So I don't know, man. That was just really lucky. But also, Jorge Navarro finished a race and got it on the podium. So you can't be mad at Jorge Navarro. Nope, I mean, not at all. The great job. Um, Tricky conditions all weekend for all the classes with the different weather and really strange to have that much rain in Portugal. They're, you know, they were saying that that's just not normal there, but you know, I guess when you're doing an outside sport, sometimes the weather figures into it. Um, Manuel Gonzalez ended up with a top five. So that's great for him. And uh, uh, Romano Fanati was nowhere. I don't know what's going on Fanati, but he still was nowhere really. He was 11th. Um, yeah. Y- anything else in Moto Two? I mean, we talked about the only thing that mattered, and that was an American one. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't really care about anything else. But yeah. That's a... <laughs> well, let's move to Moto GP. 